welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, Toastmasters, Whippy Toastmasters listeners and friends. You're very welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers here on irishtalkers.com, where every week we bring you the very best, <laughs> the very best what? The very best information about public speaking, Toastmasters, confidence, leadership, really anything to do with being able to speak confidently and, and succinctly, I love that word, in public. Can I add a little phrase to that, Moira? You may. And influentially. You can be <laughs> confident and be unable to influence anybody. You can be succinct and be unable to influence anybody. But if you're both, con well, if you're confident, succinct and influential, well, you've hit it out of the ballpark. I reckon so. I reckon so. However, I do want to tell you a little bit more before we launch into the podcast proper. And that is about our website, which is irishtalkers.com. You'll find links to episodes for the last two and a half years or so, uh, actually within the, the website itself. But you'll also find links to previous seasons, and we've been going for nearly six years on the Irish Radio International site and uh, to another site that we use. But anyway, there's links for every single show that we've produced, I think, ever, which is really quite amazing. About 450 shows, I think, to date. Mind-boggling. Moira, Moira, it's better for people to listen to the... To the most recent 250 before they go to the earlier ones. Well, that's only because you weren't involved in the earlier ones. <laughs> uh, you see, I, I could spot it straight away. Anyway, folks, irishtalkers.com is our website and our email address is info at irishtalkers.com. But you can also find us on Facebook as the Talk Show for Talkers. And we do like to hear from you. We do like to get your feedback your observations, uh, your requests for uh, things that we can touch on in the show. So do please get in touch with us. Feel free. We love to get your evaluations. We have our usual eclectic mix this week, though we are missing Mr. Ted Manamphy. We will have a word of the week. We will have a thought for the week chosen by this said Mr. Manamphy. We will have a usual uh, discussion around those various points. In part two, we're going to bring you a, an amusing little piece from TED. As you know, TED Technology, Education and Design, TED. And in part three, Paul is going to be talking about frequently asked questions by business people. And coincidentally, my segment is going to be all about presenting from your home office. So if you're in business, this week is going to be a good week for you to listen to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Right, let's go straight into the thought for the week. And this week's thought comes from a gentleman from many, many decades, nay centuries, nay millennia ago 
Euripides. Why should we feel anger at the world as if the world would notice? I rather like that. Why should we feel anger at the world as if the world would notice? I guess that's rather appropriate for the, the time that we're in with the, the COVID-19 pandemic spreading all over the world. Why should we feel anger at the world, the world being, in this case, the world of the pandemic? It ain't going to notice. It's not going to notice at all. It's going to do its thing regardless of what we think. So don't get angry. Be peaceful. Let's face it, we can't actually change it. All we can do is to protect ourselves from the virus, which I hope you're all doing and that you're all safe and well. And if you have contracted the virus, then I hope that you're not getting symptoms. Paul, uh, you're can I, I totally disagree with the last part of your sentence. The sooner you get the symptoms, the better, because then at least you will know to stay away from other people. However, I want to talk about buttercups. I was this morning walking in a field of buttercups. So I actually got really angry at the buttercups. I, uh, I called the buttercups terrible names. I went around and hit them a hard blow. Now, uh, Euripides, what do you think of that? I was really angry at the buttercups. Do you think I need to be committed somewhere? Uh, I can remember when I was young, we used to use buttercups to find out if you liked butter or not by taking a buttercup and putting it underneath your chin and then seeing if your chin turned yellow. If it turned yellow, you liked butter. If it didn't turn, it turned yellow, you didn't like butter. Right. There's nothing you can say to that, really, is there? Well, no, you're Paul Emani. Paul Emani always has something to say about anything and well, everything. Well, tell me, were all the buttercups you put under your chin, were they all yellow? Of course. Oh, of course. I mean, they, they had to be. If they weren't yellow, they weren't buttercups. Right. So how come they didn't turn your, in from a certain angle and the light... How come they didn't cast a yellow? Well, that's the mystery. In those days, everybody liked butter, Moira. You didn't have all these m modern margarines and things made with buttermilk and olive oil and all of those recent inventions, did you? This is true. So much the better, really, except that you can't spread butter direct from the fridge. It's... Just not possible. Well, this is turning into a real education program. I would say that most of our listeners are writing that down. You can't spread butter directly from the fridge. I that, that's a super start of a speech in, that you'd want to impress <laughs> other people with, Moira. It's a good opening. I, it's a good opening. I, yeah. I think yeah. If, that's, if that's the quality of the speech introduction that people would learn at Toastmasters, I think they'd be queuing up. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Now, listeners, if you're new to the show, please be aware that uh, you should disregard 
uh, 90% of what Paul says, except in his own segment where he, of course, is generally unchallenged in what he says, and he does still tell the truth then. But outside of that, he does tell the most enormous porkies. But he's, not a, he's not a callow individual. He does have some good qualities. And for that, I'm going to hand over to him to introduce his word of the day. Thank you very much, co-presenter. A number of listeners may well have heard you say that Paul is not a shallow individual, and that is far from the case. And also, you may have misheard what Moira said because she's used a word with which you're not familiar. So I want to say that, have you? no, I want to ask a question. Have you ever wanted to tell somebody that you're immature and you're inexperienced and you're really a bit of a juvenile? Have you ever you know, had a wish to say that? And of course, if you say to somebody you're inexperienced, you're immature and you're juvenile, how are they going to react if they understand those three words? Uh, well, we know. However, if you want to say all that to them and leave them a little flummoxed and unsure of what you've said so that they will continue to listen to you and you'll have the satisfaction of giving them an adequate description of what they're like, you'll say, you know, Moira, you really today have been quite callow. C-A-L-L-O-W, the word callow, not a frequently used word but a valuable little addition to your own golf club of words, or golf balls, I suppose I should really call them, callow, handy. Now, I wouldn't advise you really to use the word callow unless you are with some people who have at least some kind of chance of having heard the word before, because nothing is more likely to absolve you of friendships than if you start using words that the people who you're talking to never heard before, can't understand, because they're likely to stop paying attention to you and start racking their brains for either, should I understand that word? Am I looking silly because I don't? Should I own up and say, what does that mean? Callow, it's a handy word. It, it Dictionary definition, it's somebody who lacks adult sophistication, lacks adult sophistication. So they could be often somebody who doesn't really understand a subject and has a fairly crude way of talking about it and has too much confidence. So they are, there's a phrase that sometimes people use as a callow youth and by the way, the word came into the English language in 1580 at the same time as some really interesting words like flirt, grumble, and congruous. Those three words entered the English language in the same year as the word callow, C-A-L-L-O-W. Now that is interesting. So thank you, Paul, for that. And we'll bring this segment to a close. Do join us again tomorrow at the same time, 4pm Irish time, when we're going to be bringing you a TED Talk. And I'm sure you will find this one interesting. It's called The Museum of Four in the Morning. We'll see you then. Bye.
The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.